Hi, this is Sarit Switzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 643 for the 10th of Elul in a regular year. So the other day, my contortion teacher was telling me about this girl that showed up to class who was insanely flexible very naturally. And the annoying thing about this girl was that when she came to class, she announced that she was like super out of practice and that she had not done this in years. And she was just trying now to see if she would be able to get back into into things and if this is something she'd enjoy or whatever. And when it came to the warm ups in class, she was just like far exceeding everybody else. I mean, it's hard to kind of get into the descriptions of what we do in contortion class over a podcast, but um, you know, you can kind of just picture in your mind, like just different warm ups when you're at the wall and you're trying to like get your feet in a particular position. And she was just like really, really getting there, like very far. And like, you know, I mean, it's not good to be jealous, obviously, but hearing these kind of stories, it's my, my contortion teacher was also kind of like, like what, you know, like, it's just annoying because it's like, we put in so much work. Like I've been working at this stuff for years and years and years. And, um, I'm nowhere, nowhere near where that girl is from what it sounds like. Uh, however, the, I mean, the good news, <laughs> I don't know if it's good news or bad news, but the good news is that supposedly she actually didn't have a lot of strength and control over her body. So that was something that she had to work on. But the point of why I'm bringing all this up is because while from the outside, it might look like, wow, she's so advanced, she's so cool. And then maybe somebody else in class who like has been doing this for years and is struggling a lot might not look on the outside as flexible as she is or being or or being doing as many amazing like circus ready feats as she's doing which one of them would you say is working harder which one of them would you say is really working at all so again so let's picture this scenario like make it really clear so it's like let's say you had this class and you had that girl there who was just like naturally crazy flexible hadn't really been working on this for years if at all she just kind of like popped in first class ever and then there's another person there who has been coming to class for years on end practices for an hour a day and everything and then you see them both perform a certain pose and the first one the naturally flexible one just gets into it no problem goes into like the deep the deepest level of this pose and then the other one not so much. The other one kind of looks awkward. It doesn't look so good or uh, so professional looking or whatever. Which one of these two people would you say is working harder? Which one of these two people would you kind of like pat on the back and be like, good job. Wow, that's amazing. That's that's really impressive. Um, 
people that don't really know anything and maybe are kind of insensitive might say to the first one, like, wow, that's amazing, you know, but really, if we want to be more sensitive, if you're a deeper kind of person, if you really give it some thought, you'll recognize that really, truly, it's the second one. The second person is the person that's really working the hardest. So this is actually what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast is this whole idea of what is work? Work is not something that comes naturally. If something comes naturally to you, that's great. And we were all given certain gifts by God, which are really amazing, that make us who we are, make us really special. We've talked about how Jewish people are naturally uh, uh, people who do chesed, people who are giving. Jewish people are rahmanim. We, are, we have mercy on people. We have compassion. Jewish people are baishanim. Jewish people are shy by nature. We're self-conscious. Like we're kind of sensitive, you know, um, we're not harsh people. So this is all great. And these are great gifts that God gave us to be such good, kind, loving people. But what we'll learn about today is there, there's a difference between just doing something that you're naturally good at, like that first girl who is super flexible, very naturally. And then there's working at it. And this girl, like I mentioned, she came to class, she's naturally very flexible, but she actually didn't have a lot of strength. She didn't have a lot of control over her own body. And God forbid she could injure herself if she doesn't really work at it. So nobody's really exempt from work. So we should never relax, basically. We should never just sit back and be like, look at these amazing gifts. I'm such a great person. Look how good I am. Great. That's nice. You have all these nice gifts. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to push yourself to that next level or are you going to stay as you are? And what this discussion is going to bring us back to is actually what we started talking about in the beginning of this epistle. If you remember a few episodes back where we began this epistle, epistle 12, we talked about the difference between Maisa Hatzdaka, the action of Tzedakah, and Avodas Hatzdaka, and the service of Tzedakah. And remember, we likened the action of Tzedakah to peace, and then we likened the service of Tzedakah to quietness and permanence. So we started delving into that. So, so far we've been talking about the idea of peace, right? So that was like the past few episodes. You can go back and listen to that. What is peace? How do we get peace? What, what does this involve? And all of that. And today we're going to talk about that other thing that peace was associated with, namely the action, the action of giving staka. And we're going to contrast that with the service of giving staka, the work of giving staka. We're going to talk about what the difference is between action and work, sort of related to the introduction that I just gave. So let's get into the text. And I think the text will make it really clear and, um, and we'll kind of discuss more as we go. So here we go. And for context, again, we are in, still in the middle of Epistle 12 of Igeris HaKodesh. So the altar begins and he says that it's known that the Jewish people are by nature Rahmanim and Gmolei Chasadim, meaning that they are compassionate people and people who do, do acts of kindness. Because, so why is this? Why is it that Jews are naturally so giving and compassionate? Is because we, we come from God's holy midos, from God's holy attributes, which as we mentioned in previous episodes, the chesed is the ruler over all of them. So it's the ruler over, it rules over them. And so it rules over the attribute of din and uh, of judgment and gvura and, uh, and like constriction and symptom, contraction. As it says, and this is a quote from Tehillim, chapter 103, verse 11, that his chesed, his kindness, prevails over those who fear him. So that's like a play on the words that basically like yirav, fear him, is like associated with the attribute of gvura. So it's like basically saying that chesed rules over gvura. 
And so since and, and so then, since our soul is called a bat kohen, a daughter of a priest, as it's written in the Zohar, so this is uh, spoken about in the Zohar, that the soul of a Jew is called a, bat, uh, a, a daughter of the priest, uh, and we we come, meaning this is an allusion to the fact that we come from the divine attributes. We come from these holy attributes, the ruler over which is this chesed. And not only that, but staka also comes from this attribute, um, which is called maisehat staka, the action of staka. So now here we're getting into this uh, particularities of this wording, this action of staka, which again, we, if you remember in the beginning of the epistle, which I spoke about in the introduction, we contrasted this with avodas staka. So maisehat staka comes from this chesed, this, um, this attribute of chesed. Why? Why is it? Why, why does maisat staka come from there? Because the word maase, maas, or maise, with an Ashkenazi accent, it's if you linguistically, what this means, it's it's something that already happens or that is happening all the time. So those of you that know Hebrew, it's like if we say like the action of staka, like it's like either, I mean, I guess it works in English also, if we say the action of staka, it's like we're talking about something that it happened in the past, like that was an action that happened in the past, or it's something that's perpetually happening. Like we're saying it's the act of staka, like it's you're constantly giving staka, it's a thing that always happens, right? And it's something that is that happens in the present and is like habitual and, and uh, constant. So thus here too, when we talk about this attribute of chesed, an attribute of compassion that is ingrained in the souls of all, every Jew uh, since we were created and since we came from God's holy mitos. As it says, that um, that God blew, this is from Breshis, uh chapter two, verse seven, this idea of that like God blew um his into his nostrils blew into the nostrils of of man the soul of, of his soul so we spoke about this previously right that the jew comes from the breath of god and also we say there's a prayer that we say every morning we say that you blew into to me and um also that he who blows this is from the zohar so it's this whole idea of hashem's breath hashem's breath is what gives us our life so this breath is this sustaining power and it's it's this place that this chesed comes from and specifically this natural kind of like habitual chesed which is this idea of the maise the idea of the action and um we know also that every day god creates creation anew, right? We know that he's creating something from nothing anew every single day. And we say, in Hebrew, it's mechadesh ma'aseh b'reshit. So there's that word ma'aseh again, the action of creation. So it's again, alluding to this idea of this perpetuality, this like continuous, constant action. And we see also that in Echa chapter 3, verse 23, it says, that they are new every morning. So it's again, so it's this whole idea that there's like this action that, that connotes a, a constant process that gets renewed day after day after day. And so this is the whole idea of the Maisat Staka. Maisat Staka is like this thing that like Jews basically are just giving people by nature. We're always giving day after day after day. So now we see, okay, what was the other word? We had the maisat staka, but then there was another thing. There was the avodasat staka, right? The service of staka, the work of staka. So when we look at that word avoda, work in Hebrew, so work is something that specifically is something that a person does with toil and that goes against their nature. Uh, but rather they they uh, subdue their nature in 
the face of the of the nature of the uh, of the supernal will. So going back to the introduction, going back to this like extremely flexible girl in contortion class. So she actually, if she wanted to work, she actually has to go against her nature of just being like super bendy and just falling into these poses. And she actually needs to work on strengthening herself and controlling her movements, right? The other person who's coming to class who isn't so naturally flexible, for them, the work of trying to be flexible, for them, that's going to be the work. That's going to be their toil. So that's what we call work. So again, the difference between Misa, the action, the action is the natural thing. It's that girl that's naturally flexible. She's not really trying. She's just like, this is what she does all day long because it's just come so easily to her, right? So it's the same thing. Jews by nature, we're giving people. This is our nature. We like to give. We like to, you know, you see, and maybe this is kind of commentary on this, but um, we see Jews, Jew, uh, religious, not religious, they're always involved in some kind of activism, some kind of doing good, giving charity, supporting some cause or something like that because that's our nature is to want to do good but if we want to go beyond our nature if we want to get into the what's called work or service that is the idea that we actually have to go over and above our nature and that's where we actually have to nullify our nature in the face of the will nullify our will our nature and our will in the face of god's will of the supernal will meaning to say so what, what does this mean practically speaking this means that we need to strive to the point in Torah and prayer, to the point of like we press out our soul. So we spoke about this in um, in the first epistle, the Geras Hakodesh. We talked about this idea of davening with like so much strenuousness. Like we're really, it's like a workout. It really should like truly, if davening should be a workout, you should be sweating. You should be really exhausting every part of yourself, putting your whole self into it. And also not only in terms of davening, in terms of praying, but so too in the mitzvah of tzedakah. That a person, what does this mean in terms of the mitzvah of tzedakah? It doesn't mean just give because it feels nice to you to give and it's just like your nature. Oh, sure, I'll give to you. Why not? To give more than your nature, to give more than your natural compassion and your natural will, to give to the point that you are uncomfortable. That's what it really means. As the sages of blessed memory said, um, and this is a this is from, from Devarim, um, on chapter 15, verse 10, and uh, where it says, Naton titen, afilu Give, you shall give even a hundred times. So meaning that you really just should give and give and give over and above your nature to the point that it is uncomfortable. So that's the end of the section today. So just to sum it all together. So again, we started to delve into a deeper part of the discussion as to what is the difference of between the action and the work of specifically in relation to tzedakah, in relation to giving charity. What is the act of giving charity versus the work or the service of giving charity? And we said that the act of giving charity is just just an action. It's something natural. It's something that happens that we just you know like um like like fish swim, right? People walk, we eat, we do these things. These are our nature. Jews give. This is what we do. We're compassionate people. That's great. That's nice. You know, just like that girl came to flexibility class. She's super flexible. Good for her. That's excellent. How nice. But then you have this other thing. You have this thing called work. You have this thing called service. And to get to that level, which is really um, a different level, as it actually requires going against your nature, moving over and above your nature, and really pushing yourself and toiling. And uh, and this can be done during prayer, where we do this, where you put your entire self in this in the prayer, uh, to the point where you're really toiling and sweating and like your whole being is in it. And also through giving staka that you give over and above what's comfortable for you. So that's it for today. And we will continue tomorrow when we, when we conclude this epistle. And I'll speak to you then. 
Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast, hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzchak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.